The Rap Round Table. The Rap Round Table is back. It's your boy Jov here, alongside Sincere the Rap Snob, alongside the homie Mace. And with a very, very special guest, Mickey Fax is in the building. It's a pleasure to have you, fam. What's up, guys? Uh, my pleasure. Pleasure's all mine. Uh, shout out to the to the rap snob. I love that name, dude. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I love that name. He lives Much up to it. it. He, he kind of yes, makes absolutely. us sick with it as well. Like, we, we can't get no rap takes off with this guy in the room, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? He keeps us honest, though. Pulling cards all day and night. You already know. You can find the rap run table on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, anywhere this podcast, Spotify, Apple Pod. You can Everybody. find us. You ready, number five? Uh, let's get right into it. This has been quite a year for you, sir. You know what I mean? Like, we, I'm seeing what I like to do when I see certain people move, and I call it a clickable item. 2021, you have most certainly been a clickable item in the culture. And I want to know from your perspective personally, like, what what is your schedule like? What has the energy been like? How, how does it make you feel to, you know, be in this space right now? First of all, I love that question. Um, my schedule has been a little hectic, man. Um, a, a lot more artists are reaching out to me to be a part of their projects. Um, a lot more uh, show requests. A lot more ghostwriting gigs. Um, Talk about it. A lot more moving and shaking um, and, and just kind of, uh, you know, uh, solidifying what I already believed and what a lot of my supporters already believed when it came to uh, seeing my, my skill set. So you know, me right now, currently, you know, it's been it's been a, it's been a dope journey um, for 2021. Um, it feels like a third resurgence. You know, a lot of artists don't get that. You know what I'm saying, and I'm just I'm just grateful, grateful that I'm able to experience it again. Sounds like yesterday's price is not today's price. <laughs> we love to see it. Word, word, word. You can jump in, and you know, I'm gonna keep talking if you don't get me out of here. <laughs> Yo, um, peace, family. So um, I actually want to take it back a little bit because uh, you know you were just talking about how you you just had like a third resurgence. So you you've been in the game for quite quite a while. Um, I want to take it back to um, I don't know. I think like roughly 2008, um, where you had a you had a song called 50 Shots More" that I remember. You know what I mean? That 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 like it it it, it hit me because it was like. You were rapping through the eyes of uh, uh, a victim of police brutality, of, of police violence, uh, Sean Bell, right? Um, and so you, you've you been on that tip from early on, and you're still on that tip because I'm listening to you on, on the latest project with Blue and Knots. You've always been on that tip. How important do you think or do you feel that um, socially conscious raps, how important do you feel that is to the game? I mean, you got to think about one of the most powerful records ever. Fuck the police mm -hmm. and fight the power. Those, those, you know, forever for, for a very long time before the Benjamins came out and um, and number the G thing. Um, you know, fuck the police and 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 uh, fight the power with number one and number two songs in hip hop history at that at that point because of the movement that came along with it. Right. And you know, you would have thought that some change would have happened within society in America, being that they were um, more uh, accepting of hip hop. Right. The children uh, of hip hop were in the eighties and nineties. 
right? And now you gotta think about um, how the white kids, you know, that listen to the NWA and and um, and, and uh, Public Enemy, they're now in their forties, the same way we are, right? And there still is racism going on, right? And they listen to you know the little pumps and, and they're, mm-hmm. they're gonna grow up the same way and there's still be some racism in there exactly so for me and my family my support system i find it imperative that i have to speak on police, police brutality what's going on with the government at least one time right like i'm gonna give you the bars i'm gonna give you my relationship woes i'm gonna give you some financial literacy I'm going to tell you about what video game I'm playing, but we're also going to talk about these social issues that's going on within our communities. We've got we to gotta touch on this because it hasn't stopped. My first placement on a blog was I'm Sean, 50 Shots More, right? And and you got to, the last record that I put out, right, is um, Dark Souls. Hmm. There's, there's no, there's, it's not, it's all pre-planned, right? And right. every project, I speak on something. I speak on something that's going on, whether it be Joe Floyd or whether it be Sandra Bland or whether it be uh, Fernando Castile. Yes, something sir. I have to speak on it because we as black people, black men, right? We experience the fear, just the 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 the, the, the concept of fear, just from driving. We see car lights behind us. They don't even gotta be for us, and, and there's a absolutely there's a jolt of, of butterflies that run through our body because we don't know if this if today is our last day. So I feel like it is imperative for me as a black man, a black artist, to speak on these topics every chance I get, at least one time on one project. We gotta remind people, yeah, we're gonna have fun. You're gonna love these bars, but let's not forget what we go through on a daily basis. As well. That's absolutely, absolutely. That's absolutely. You know what? You spoke essentially to the essence of the culture, and we spoke about it on a recent podcast where, like, we're becoming the angry old rap fans. <laughs> we, feel, we, we feel like certain acts for for a long segment of the, of rap kind of forgot what their responsibilities were to the sport. You know, when it came to lyricism, when it came to content. So hearing you say that is a super bonus because we appreciate those that understand the rules of engagement when it comes to rap. I know, you know, we want to get rich. Everybody wants to get rich. But when you start making words rhyme and you're rapping on the beat, there's a certain rule of engagement that is required of you. And I appreciate you for saying that. Speaking of the essence, when it comes to rap right now, we'd like to say here that the pandemic, the only good thing that came out of the pandemic is the rapping everyone being inside it made people step their bars up it's, it's it feels as though rap rap or rapidly rap as it's called is back in the forefront or at least it has a segment of the forefront where bars it, matter bars matter absolutely so i wanted to ask you from your perspective do you feel that way do you see like the, if there's a shift happening in the culture and there's more room for spitters yet again uh absolutely man when you got guys like Griselda, mm. you got guys like rock marcy RJ Payne, Ransom, um, and 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 everybody else that falls under that umbrella, you know, constantly pushing the pen, constantly trying to elevate the culture in terms of lyricism. Yes, the pandemic has caused a lot of resurgences of a lot of artists and and brung lyrics to the forefront a little bit more. You know, I think I think it's a good thing to see these guys doing it because it gives us hope, right? That there's a chance 
that you know when the pendulum swings we can jump on that pendulum and, and and join the ranks of our fellow brothers who are are breaking through the barrier of what people deem as mainstream music now you know what i'm saying so i'm hoping that it continues uh, i'm gonna play my part and if, if i have to be shoulders that somebody else got to stand on to get there then let's make it happen but i'm gonna play my part in adding to the legacy of lyricism within hip-hop as, as every day that passes you know? i love to hear it beautiful beautiful so um, what's, what's what's actually driving you creatively these days? Because just like my brother said, having a career resurgence like you've had, it doesn't come without dedication in, to the craft. So I'm wondering, you know, when you get what's driving you these days? You know what I mean? Is it the love of hip hop? Is it the newfound competitiveness? What's when you get in the studio? What what is what is Mickey having his head? What what you thinking about? Um. Honestly, uh, it's it's my family, man. Mm. So, there you go. My Beautiful. family is what drives me. Um, you know, if I don't work, we don't eat. So, you know, I uh, I've always had this com not competitive spirit, but this creative spirit to do things that a lot of artists try not to do. I pride myself on on you know even when we spoke on I'm Sean. Like during that time, there were other artists that were making tribute songs to Sean Bell. But not from the perspective of Sean Bell, right? And I felt like that—that's the difference, right? Like, and I feel like that's what we need in terms of creativity in hip hop. So I'm always going to try to think outside of the box to make a song a bit better, not in a novelty standpoint, but in the standpoint where it's like, wow, he—he he took it an extra mile to make it more creative, that is relate relatable even more to me, and it sticks to me in my soul. And you know my ears, right? And I think that's what pushes me aside from my family. Hmm. So, um, I want to talk a little bit about um, your most recent project, uh, collaborating with uh, with Blue and uh, with producer Knots, right? Uh, so the narrative EP. Um, I kind of want to uh, kind of want to learn how it is that you linked up with Blue, because you know you from New York, Bronx. Blue is from LA, Nats is from Virginia. How did that link up happen? Well, we were we were uh, freshman alumni on the Double uh, XL cover. So yeah, yeah, back in 09? Yeah, 09. So that's, 09, how yeah. Initially, that's how we initially met. We reconnected in 2013. Mm. Um, quick story, Blue wanted me on his albums, Titans in the Flesh with Nats. Um, and he was like, yo, Mickey, man, I'm working on this project. We just getting started. I'm gonna send you four beats, pick a beat and um you know send me a verse back so you know me being the trouble i am i sent them back four verses and i said mm -hmm. choose what you do one on your album um so you know he was impressed with that we spun the block on my album achievement and then we went on tour in 2018 and while on tour i was like yeah we should do a project together and he said he agreed that we should and we put it together we figured that knots would work well because i have a project with knots and so does he and the synergy worked well you got a master lyricist who's always trying to wow the people wow the people's ears and, and minds and then you got a master poet who's trying to wow the people's hearts and spirits and you and then you got and then you got knots who's trying to wow your brain and your neck muscles you know what I'm saying? how your neck pause his, his beats be like Every time I hear a beat from Knott, Knott's, I'm like, 
My face. neck can't take it, bro. I think the synergy works really well um, by putting us three together in a room to create such a masterpiece. Absolutely. Um, real quick, our homie Dini, he couldn't get out of work to be part of the interview. He's the final leg of the rap round table. He wanted to first and foremost salute you being a fellow Bronx native. He's from Soundview. He said he needed to big you up first and foremost. Then he also has a question for you here. He says the other day you put up a post showing love to Corey Guns, another talented Bronx MC. He wanted to know the relationship between you and Guns and what's it like when you guys get together in the booth. <sighs> two boss <laughs> two, two monster boss myths getting together. That's I know it's crazy. Man, um, shout out to your, your your comrade who couldn't be here. Um, my apologies for pushing this up a little early. Um, Got to shoot a video later, and I didn't want. I, I wanted to keep my word hey. for today. You know what it is, man. yeah. Um, but to answer his question, it is extremely stressful um, <laughs> because Corey is one of the most technically gifted, yes, prolific lyricist that we've ever heard, right? Um, and I think the shock value of seeing him as a young kid um, and being the son of a hip hop father, you know, shows the growth of hip hop, right? And right. watching him when I was still trying to come up and, and then saying, you know, one day me and him was gonna be repping the Bronx and then we finally get together in, in ciphers, and sometimes on songs and you know i be in fan mode man i'm sorry man like it's not a, it's not really fair it's more so I, I i just be amazed yeah you know because he's so talented like i i can do what he does but i could never do it better than him because he's he's who he is but it's always just dope to just sit back and just be like god damn this nigga's talented man <laughs> you know I, I i love him to death I miss him because I haven't seen him in a long time, and I miss that. Com it wasn't. It wasn't like like a competitive thing where like we had issues. It was more like I think he feels how I feel when I made that post. It's like, oh man, I got to rap with Mickey today. Oh, he's gonna put me to work, and that to me was just Bronx energy. Mm -hmm. We never wanted to stop. Like it's like, yo, whoever. You know, we stop when we feel like stopping. You know what I'm saying? And, and I love him for that. That's now, Mick, I gotta. I, I, I'm secretly the the battle rap stand on here on uh, of the crew. You know what I mean? So we know about your classics with with DNA. That's one of the best battles in, in history. We know about you in, in daylight trading classic bars. What's the chance we gonna see you? Not at the stages is open back up. I know you was watching some of Madness Eleven. You know what I mean? Seeing how that went. Yeah. You know what I mean? What's the chances we get? We, we might see Mickey in a Chilla Jones or a JC or, or maybe even a Loaded Lux. You know what I mean? We know the pen is elite, so only certain bossmiths can go up against you on that stage. Well, uh, me and Chilla Jones are damn near like brothers, so that'll never happen. I'm sorry. Mm, copy. Unless they got a million for both of us. Um, <laughs> uh, me and JC probably won't happen because my next one will be on RVE. Um, I wouldn't be mad at a Lux matchup, but I don't know if it makes sense currently since there's so many people asking for him. Mm -hmm. uh, so my next possible person that I'm hoping will happen next year would be Iron Solomon. Okay. Um, you know, and I, think I that's see, I see you in that battle rap community. That's cool. That's that's kind of official. I like that. I, mean, I got I, Mickey though. <laughs> <that's> <laughs> <good>. <laughs> 
I think that he's a very formidable formidable opponent. He's a legend, Mount Rushmore. Mm-hmm. One of the best pens that the coach's ever seen. Great sure. rebuttaler. Um, and it would be an honor to stand in front of somebody like that on my last battle out. You know what I'm saying? So I'm hoping that, you know, this happens next year so we can you know, move forward with, uh, back to the news. I think that would be dope. Um, Battle rap doesn't get the love it deserves, so also keeping bars as the standard during what we like to call the Great Rap Depression here at the Rap Roundtable. Uh, I like competition. That. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because it's still competitive. People forget that. Gotcha. It's like, oh, we're so worried about brands that we forget that it's, uh, it's about competing and being the best, you know? Exactly. But I have a question for you. Like, the theme of, of this pod this summer has been new york bias you know we you know outside of new york we still get criticized often for holding rappers to a certain pedigree you being a boss myth yourself you probably felt the pushback of a person's feeling like the standard needs to be there so i wanted to ask you how do you feel when people hold our standard as rap fans against us in the culture abroad um I mean, it's. I feel like it's warranted, but it's unwarranted. It's hard for us to break out of a certain thought process when we we created this, right? So we're always gonna go back to the old text and the old manuscript of, of how this thing started, right? And we're always gonna want to hold dear to that. But you know, evolution is a part of life, not just music. And um, you know, some of us still want to hold on to that. You know what I'm saying? You know, my father, he still loves to hold on to the old style of hip hop and the old soul music, right? I don't think he can get jiggy with some <laughs> of this, this, uh, this new wave rap and the new wave R&B. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't negate his opinions and his feelings. It just, you know, you gotta also be able to understand it, right? So like, for me, like I, I embrace the younger generation because I know what it's like to listen to DMX be barking and my mother like, what are you barking about? Who are you barking at, right? <laughs> You know, so like we gotta also remember, like some when Mumble Rap came out, we didn't understand it, but mm-hmm. that, it's a talent to do that, man. Like I tried, I tried, man. That thing is, it's, it's a, talent. <laughs> <laughs> it's a talent to be incoherent, man. Yeah. And, you know, and to do it at a high level. So I have a, uh, I have an affinity for anybody that can create something out of nothing and and make it a, a place where it could be profitable. My only issue is when the wealth and in, in terms of the uh, 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 spreading the pie with what we hear in certain uh, popular podcasts and radio stations and playlists, mm-hmm. if it's not an equal separation between. Right. You know the Griseldas. Put Griseldas with the Trippy Reds and the little Uzi Vert. Yes, Grantons. The variety. And then, then we're back to the nineties. Right. That's the issue. The issue right. is not these new artists. The issue is the spreading of what's being promoted and pushed. I would love to see Westside Gun on 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 a summer jam stage, and I would love to see a uh, 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 little Uzi Vert go to Rap City in the booth. Yes. I want right. to see. I want to see this, right? Because that's Fish. what hip hop is about. Not just pushing one genre in our faces all the time. It's not what it's about. It's about sharing the wealth and spreading it out mm-hmm. so that we can get the Fushnickens the same way we can get Wu Tang and we can get Das Effects the same way we can get Nas and we can get Young MC the same way we can get Biggie. And it's all equalized, you know. I love right. to hear it. I I, I see that a lot because these guys give me they give me shit honestly for 
being the oh, I'm the oldest so, no, at the rap roundtable for being the I'm, rap snob. Just I, I'm the oldest. I'm the rap snob. I'm I'm you know I'm the old head at the table. Um, but when it comes down to it, um, I say I say exactly what you just said, which is we need sort of the the variety and the diversity of sounds at the forefront. Right? It can't be we just push one sound forward and all the other sounds get left behind. Right? Because back in the day, I used to listen to High Ninety Seven and all the other hip-hop stations and J.Boo the Damager would play back-to-back with Biggie and Puff, you know what I mean? So it's like, and, and Boot Camp, Black Moon, you know, next to uh, LL Cool J, you know what I mean? So that that's what I'm looking for. Um, it's funny that, that you mentioned that now because the, 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 the question I had for you next um, is, uh, well, one of my favorite freestyles that I've, I've heard recently from you uh, that I saw, I saw you posted on IG, uh, was you reminiscing about the 90s era, right? About Martin and Biggie and the bad boy era and all that stuff. Um, is that, in fact, your your favorite era? And if it is, why is that? Um, I have two favorite eras. Um, and I think I think a lot of people who are artists are probably going to agree with this. Whatever era that you got into hip hop is mm. the era that you're going to love. Right. And the era that you got recognized in is probably what every artist is going to uh, love. So I love the early, I would say 92 to about to about 98. Mm. I love that era. Six years. And then yeah. 08 to about 2013, you know, my era. You know my my initial entrance into the yeah. the game, which is another six year era. Um, I love those eras because both had resurgences of of you know authentic authenticity in music, right? Um, obviously, Kanye was yeah. 03 to 08, You know, in terms of you know when people really loved him. Um, but and that's a close third. But my, you know, I can't go against my era because that's the era I came up in, you know, around, you know, being on the double XL freshman cover, sure. Drake's emergence when he was still doing hip hop, um, Wayne being at the top of his game, a young Nicki, like Big Sean coming up, you know, uh-huh. Yay at the top of his game. It's just, it was just, it was just too much at that point. And, and for me, you know, I love that era. And obviously 92, 93 to 98, which, you know, that, that era raised me as a young boy. Mm. That's L. That's L. Um, let's 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 stay current for a second. The sound of young New York is is very very different. The, the drill energy, the grime energy is is coming through, and I like what New York is doing because, in my opinion, we've taken something where the bars might not be there and added bars to a vibe and gave it life. As a person who's seen that, you know, you're watching it from afar. What do you think about that sound and how it's kind of helped New York have a new pocket of hip hop currently? Um, you know, I think uh, obviously the grime comes from England, England, and mm-hmm. drill comes from Chicago. One thing I like about New York, and that people, you know, people always say somebody got to bring New York. We never left. I, I we definitely never left, and and I think I think people forget that you know Bobby Schmurder had the biggest record that year. The year of you good hot nigga, people forget that. People forget that designer had the biggest record that year with Pam. Mm-hmm. 
people forget that Cardi Cardi B had the biggest record with, with bloody the bloody shoe John. Yeah, you know what I'm saying like, you know, people forget that Pop Smoke reintroduced grime. Into, you know, like New York never. Really, we've been here, and even if you want to go upstate and be like, yo, Griselda, right? Like they they're from New York. That's a now, fact. I know, now I know the city gonna be claiming upstate. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. They kind of force us to claim them. I'm we, not even we, gonna lie to you. We we, we claim even, it. We claim it when it suits us. I'm totally claiming <laughs> Buffalo, bro. I am absolutely claiming it. Buffalo. Too. Somebody on Facebook tried to get at us for, for claiming Buffalo. I'm like, I don't care. Nah, <laughs> they don't rap like they're from Buffalo. They clearly influenced by the five boroughs. So we, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? They clearly influenced by the other the other borough that's not really a part of New York City, which is Yonkers. Yonkers, yes, sir. Right. You know, and, and and it took us some time to to to, to accept them. You know, but you know, when they first came out, I was like, Yonkers, that ain't really the Bronx. That ain't really the city. <laughs> right. But, you know, I love the locks. I've always loved the locks, and that's not a shot. I just, you know, I had to get that in there. I mean, that's just healthy, healthy uh, perimeter New York City talk. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. See, we talk different from everywhere else. So you always had to clean up. It's not a shot. That's just how we talk. The whole <laughs> Had another question for you. He sent me a whole list of questions that if I could get to it, I was gonna get to it. So we, we saw on social media that that other thing, we can't talk about it. But there's an adjacent question that he wanted to know as far as Lupe. Can we expect any collapse from the two of y'all in the future? Right. Um, me and Lupe, Lupe working on something before the pandemic. It wasn't necessarily like a a track that you would hear on Lupe's album or a track that you would hear on Mickey's album. It right. was like something completely different but collaborative that would have potentially come out. Um, I'm hoping that we uh, re revisit that uh, once things start opening up. But uh, that my answer right now would be I, I have no clue. Um, he doesn't like to do features. That's the issue. Mm. Um, I know he got an album coming out. He was like, yo, this album is like my Illmatic. So, you know, I had to jump in on the coast and was like, well, shit, then I want, can I be AZ, nigga? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Can I live? Can I be AZ? <laughs> um, so, you know, we go back and forth about that. But, you know, I'm hoping that he changes his mind in the near future and we can make something happen. Absolutely. Mm. All right, all right. Um, I think I, this question, this was the first question I thought of, is that I, we see how the internet is controlling rap, right? You were one of the first rappers who took advantage of the internet. But I felt, in my opinion at least, that we didn't embrace internet culture back then when it came to hip hop. So seeing how this come mm. full circle now, how does it make you feel to see like this, the only route to success with rap now is the internet. How does that make you feel? I find it hilarious. <laughs> the reason why I find it hilarious is because I knew that the in, that internet life was real when I was scooping honeys off Black Planet. Yes, sir. Ooh. Oh man! Once I seen that I was able to to scoop a honey from Brooklyn and then be talking to somebody in Chicago. Talk about mm -hmm. then mm -hmm. be in LA time difference and it, it was like and i was scooping joints it was like okay then that means i could do this with music mm. thankfully myspace had came out oh yes and the, you know the streets they didn't ha it was no such thing as a laptop it was no such thing as you know smartphones you know blackberries were starting to come around in 05 but the streets wasn't on the blackberries 
They was on the sidekicks. The sidekicks. They was on the sidekicks and the next towns. Mm-hmm. You know, I jumped on the BlackBerry. I jumped on the internet. I was in the Apple Store every day, and that was how I got my name out. And then once the once the streets and the labels started seeing how popping I was online, then niggas was like, "Oh nah, it ain't just Mickey." Because other people people started to jump on that wave as well. Mm, that's L. You're you're no, no, you're no. an internet forefather. We got to call it what it is. That's a fact. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So, um. Me, me being, you know, somewhat of a producer myself, um, I got to ask this question. Uh, what are some producers that you're looking to work with now or in the future? Anyone that's got your, your ear open? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Key Wayne. Um, mm. nah, that's my, we've been supposed to put a project together. I don't know what's taking us so long to get it done, but uh, me and him definitely need to get in the booth and work. Uh, Pete Rock we're actually working on something special for next year. Uh, me and, me and Crisis. Yeah, me and Crisis. Uh, we got something coming next year. Crisis is fire. Um, I definitely want to work with Pink. Um, I, I got a beat. Yeah, I paid for a beat, so you'll probably hear me and Pink next year regardless. Oh, okay. Um, Pink's a monster. Shout out to Pink. Yeah, Pink is incredible. Um, yeah. I really think that's kind of it. You know, I like a, a lot of new producers, um, but those are those are the main ones right there that I would love to work with. Big Keyway, Pete Rock, Crisis, uh, Soul Messiah. Me and Soul Messiah, you know, he worked a lot with the Dungeon family. Yes, sir. Um, mm. So, you know, him as well. Um, but aside from that, you know, whoever wants to work with me, you know, I'm down to work. Hey, yo, send, send him some beats, Sin. You ain't just talking about Send him some beats. You, know? Some beats. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, like, I like to be humble, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm nah, a big guy. See what happens. <laughs> now, nah, Mickey, yeah, we, we, we've spoken about this big resurgence, you know what I mean? You got the public's eyes, you got the public's ears. What's what's the what's what's the future plans, man? What's, what's immediately what you trying to get into? Yeah, man, I'm trying to put a project out uh, around Christmas time. I got okay. about I got about 11 weeks to make something happen. Mm. Um, so far, I'm only two songs in. Um, I'm hoping to get something out by by you know December 25th around that time. But you know, end the year all strong. Gotta put me at three projects for the year. Quality. Uh, I, dropped, I dropped Hugh. I dropped the narrative, and hopefully this new record. I don't know what it's gonna be called, uh, but you know, I, I know I got the beats laid out. You know, I just need to you know sit down and just kind of write it out, and then next year do the same three, same thing with four projects: the one with Crisis, the one with um, the one with P Rock. Um, probably do like a not a trap project, but something in that vein, mm-hmm. and, and a couple other secret stuff that I'm putting together. You know, happy that Christmas gift to hip hop. Oh yeah, he's working. He's working. Mickey Fax, we appreciate you coming on, giving us your time. We know you got to go do this video shoot. But for the people who may still be living under a rock, we just need them to forward, need you to forward them your social media handles, where they can find you, where they can get your music, where they can tap in with you. Absolutely. Uh, hit me up on uh, twitter.com backslash Mickey Fax. Uh, hit me up. Uh, spell it M-I-C-K-E-Y-F-A-C-T-Z. Uh, hit me up on uh, facebook.com backslash Official Mickey Facts, also Instagram, Mickey.Facts, and uh, yeah, BlackPlanet.com. Facts. I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Yo, man. we appreciate it for family. Time.
Much love. All right, take it easy, mate. Appreciate it. Thank you, fam. Yes, sir.